Hello again, and welcome to the Borderline Genius Podcast. My name is Chet Sandberg. And I'm Nora McKinney. I'm a nurse who doesn't want to be a nurse anymore. And I'm a researcher who doesn't want to be in academia anymore. So what do we want to be? I always wanted to be a baker. Don't listen to her. She's a writer. Okay, we're writers, and Borderline Genius is a podcast for writers. Because the world needs another one of those. But this one's different. It's Borderline Genius because he's borderline. And she's a genius. I'm not really a genius. Whatever. Join us as we discuss what we love and hate about writing, writers, writing community, and everything else. It's Borderline Genius. Are you okay? Well, I'm tired. It's uh, 10.46. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's quite late. Yeah, but otherwise okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I I I don't know. It sounds like you're struggling. Not just now. It's I mean, just in general, you've been having a. Well, you 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 know how it is and why. Yeah. I'm recording already. By the way, let's make this a spontaneous. Um, oh sure. Episode just. Yeah. You know, because this is how we <coughs> chat, right? You and me. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, Borderline Genius Podcast. Um, in these unprecedented times episode, I guess. <laughs> mm. I'm drinking tea tonight because I thought there's no point trying alcohol right now because I'm already tired. So I, d- I wouldn't notice if it made me even more tired. It'll just put you straight to sleep. Mm. Yeah. So the reason I haven't been drinking alcohol... For those who don't know it, is that I've been on an SSRI, which, which is an antidepressant, and I'm taking it for anxiety. And I don't know if drinking alcohol with it will make me just, you know, <laughs> pass out. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe I have to try it because there's a. I have a. I have a trip coming in which i would like to drink some beer and um i would like i'm going to my favorite brewery and i would like to drink some beer there because they always have very nice beers in the summer what's your favorite what's your favorite style of beer i don't have a favorite like it changes it depends on the brand and the brewery and the time of year so this time of year i think they have a nice kölsch Mm, i love kölsch and um, well, it's not a Kölsch because I don't think you're allowed to say Kölsch if you're not in in Cologne. Um, Tons of people it's, it's saw. A, yeah, it's it's a Kölsch type beer, let's say, and it's nice. And they have, I mean, they have other nice beers, and they change them, um, you know, according to time of the year. And yeah, and they have. It's my favorite brewery. It's in Heidelberg. It's called Fetas, and. Um, it has also amazing food, and I'm already dreaming about that. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of even what though? Kind of, <laughs> what kind of food? Oh, I mean German food, right? Yeah. Um, like meat and you know um, s- stuff fried in a pan, and <laughs> s- sausages and sauerkraut and um, and bread. You know, nice German sour bread with with stuff on top of it. Like um, I don't know schmaltz and um, onions and I, I don't know I don't eat these things I only eat the, the meaty or the spätzle which are like homemade noodles with lots and lots of cheese yeah the spätzle yeah 
uh, and the spätzle i mean there's like i can talk about this for for a while yeah <laughs> yeah but we so wanted to spätzle. talk about <laughs> Yeah. Let let me talk about the spätzle in Bavaria because it's it's, it's a different thing than the spätzle that the spätzle in Baden-Württemberg or, or in really? Nordrhein-Westfalen. Yeah, because there they make them with cream and it's like a creamy dish. Whereas oh. here you put tons of cheese which which melts, which is obviously the 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 better choice, right? This is a funny story. When I lived in Heidelberg for four years. And, you know, I was disappointed because all the spätzle in Heidelberg was like that. Like, it was the gooey, you know, thing. And after I left and I came back one month later to celebrate my birthday with a dear friend, uh, my mm -hmm. dear friend Dave, we went to my this restaurant, which is brewery and my favorite restaurant, but I had never ordered spätzle there. And I realized they had the perfect spätzle with cheese. And I'd mm. been there for four years <laughs> and I hadn't tried it, which was a big fail for me. Well, well, you um, got to it eventually. Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to go back there and eat and eat it, um, and and do other stuff in Heidelberg. Yeah. Be because I always like going back there. I, I love the, I love the town. So yeah, let's hope I don't get COVID until then, so I can go to Heidelberg. Oh God! Speaking <laughs> of which, oh my God, my job. Oh my, oh my God. God. Yeah. yeah you, so I, I, I gave you a segue. Scare. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me. Yeah. So people who don't know, I um I had a COVID scare because I uh, my temperature now it wasn't 101, but it was 100.5. Mm. I tend to run like they were. They used to check your temperature when we would go in, and I used to be. Like I average at least at that time of day ninety seven point three to ninety seven point eight. I I'm I'm a little mm. bit under temp, um, mm. and so one hundred point five. And I was feeling dizzy and I had chills and I had some body aches and I had a massive headache. And so I called. You know, it was kind of late to call in, but I said, "Here's what's going on." They said, "Yeah, don't come in." Um, and then you know, do you want to <clears throat> get tested? And this is something people on Twitter, some of them are Americans and should know better, but. I don't think people understand just how unbelievably fucked our system is, but they could not believe that they would charge me a $50 copay to go get COVID tested. <laughs> That's and incredible. Of course they would. But the thing is they really don't, the fact that they're even offering it is considered amazing because back in the spring, they would not have offered it to you. They said, we want a lot. We are not going to test our employees. If you need to get a test, you need to go like everybody else down to um, urgent care you know Th and this you have sounds to have, very safe and, for the for a hospital right yeah, to not yeah, yeah. test the employees and, like like yeah, it sounds yeah. safe if you're a patient there like they, I'd, I'd like to visit that hospital they don't want patient. they the thing is they're not so here's the problem so um when they have to shut down electives mm. there's nothing else paying the bills mm. right it's all costs and it looks horrifying and they already went through it in april and i think they increased our staffing and um I'm talking freely about this because it really, to me, it doesn't really like, like people are like, well, you know, they might get upset with you. And I'm like, I, I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't really want to be doing this long term anyway. But um, it's interesting because they need the staffing more than anything else. Uh, it's funny. Um, they would rather we don't come in if we don't have symptoms, even though we know, we all know that if you don't have symptoms, you can still spread it. You can still get it. And the newest version of it, of course, apparently, is more, it's easier to spread than... Um, Hmm. than the uh, previous version. Like, it's mutated a little bit to make it easier to spread. Unfortunately, it's not any more lethal. It's just easier to spread. So hmm. we're treating it We're treating it now. And this is a... I have to applaud my hospital for doing this because we started hmm. getting some positive... Some people coming in being positive employees and our 
the, the amount of patients coming in with COVID increased. Mm. <clears throat> and they had been like, we only treat them as droplet unless they're getting aerosols or they're getting treatments. Now they're like, we're treating them all like airborne because it's just mm -hmm. the better way to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're making us do total care on the COVIDs, which means that I don't get a nurse's aid. I don't get any help. Um, except for the other nurse if they're in the hallway. It's really a bad situation as far as that goes. I think I feel bad for, um, you know, the, the situation. But I had a scare. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, luckily now we don't have to send them out. We used to have to send out our COVID test out to LabCorp. And they, we would have to wait a day and a half to find out what it was. Well, you can't, you know, right now, thank God. And another good thing that we're doing. And I have to applaud when, our, when, when the situation that I'm when the places that I'm in do the right thing here. They're starting to get to the point where like, look, don't send them from ER if they're mm -hmm. suspected COVID until you get that flash COVID mm -hmm. test back. Because here's the problem. Otherwise you're sending patients that may or may not have COVID to a COVID hall. Cause we're going to treat them like they're COVID. Well, that's fine. That protects us. Mm, but it doesn't protect them probably, but it doesn't protect mm -hmm. them. They have a higher likelihood of getting COVID if we put them in the COVID hall and they don't want to And they are it. more in danger. Probably. Yeah. 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 And mm -hmm. I, but, you know, like a week ago they were sending them up and not putting them in COVID and now you're, mm. now you're at risk of putting all the aids and all the mm. nurses. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so I had a scare and it turns out I am so far COVID negative. Thank God. Um, mm. there's an antibody test I was thinking about getting to find out, but the thing is I have not, aside from this temperature, I have not been. I haven't Sick. had a I haven't mm. had a cold. Yeah. Mm. Um, so are you staying now for the for the next how, how many weeks? Is I'm it I'm weeks? paid I'm paid in my my housing situation. I'm paid up until the end of July, regardless. Um, so whether or not, but like yeah, I'm going. I'm supposed to go in tonight. I'm going in tonight, and um, we'll see how it goes. But if it gets, you know. Well, we'll talk about it. I mean, I want to talk about it in case it's a thing. But like, yeah. But the thing mm -hmm. is, at the end of my contract, my contract ends in August. And um, here's another paradox people don't understand. And don't believe that we can have a huge need for nurses mm. in the middle of this pandemic. And yet nobody will hire. Nobody wants to hire travelers because that's, they're that's too expensive. Insane. <clears throat> they don't want to pay. They don't want to pay the money. They don't want to take on the cost. Ugh. So instead, they're having their instead, they're having their nursing staff um, take much higher patient ratios. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's truly crazy to me. Aren't there regulations for that? Like sure, but you know, there's a certain way you're supposed to use. Well, that's the other thing too is we're reusing PPE. So like, um, I shaved now, so I was using a papper, but um, they had it set up so that like, um, but just basically we're reusing PPE, which we had to do in we had to do that in April because we were just didn't have enough. Mm. Now we have enough, but we're afraid we're not going to. Mm. And so, <laughs> yeah. So, so you have to, to yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get a, hopefully they're going to fit test me for an N95 mask now that I've shaved. And, mm. um, um, but that mask is supposed to last me way longer than we're supposed to use them. Mm. Uh, I've got family. They all want to help out. And they're like, can I send you a mask? Can I send you a mask? Can I send you, you know, can I send you stuff? And I'm like, you can, but here's the thing. I can wear an N95 mask if I'm not working with COVID patients and it'll probably give me extra protection. But if I don't use the equipment they provide me, when mm -hmm. I work with uh, COVID patients and I get into trouble and I get an infection, they can legitimately say, you did not follow protocol. We didn't test you to make sure that this stuff works. You're not using mm -hmm. equipment we know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which that's sensible. That makes sense. It's just that there needs to be more of it. So the, big, the long and short of it is that I think that I'm going to be hopefully out of nursing forever, but I am definitely going to be out of nursing after the fall, uh, after this contract for fall and winter. 
uh, until because yeah. we haven't even had the second wave yet. It's gonna be awful, and it's yeah. not that I don't want to help out. Don't get me wrong; I'd love to utilize my skills as a nurse to help out, but they don't. They're not gonna. It's not gonna be a situation where we're being protected. And there's, I mean, you want yeah. to help out in a in a sane way, right? You yeah. don't want yeah. to help out by completely sacrificing yourself. Yeah. Uh, you you want to <clears throat> feel yeah. that you know people you know took logical measures and yeah. it doesn't seem like like they're doing this i will say this the place where i'm at i don't want to say exactly where i'm at just because there's enough people don't like me but like um a, a week ago two weeks ago nobody was wearing masks oh my god no i was wearing them but like i mean twenty thousand deaths and and yeah. people are not wearing masks that's insane it's, it's, do in you trump want me to tell I'm you in, i'm I in trump country I'm Sorry. in Trump country. I'm in Trump country, yeah, yeah. and they literally don't believe it's real. And now okay, we're I, I can this. I can tell you how the situation is in Germany, right? <laughs> I can I can I can tell you this. The situation is like that in my in the in my in the district where I live. There are at the moment thirty new infections mm -hmm. um, in in this week. Um, and the rate is 22 per 100,000 um, residents. Right? I would kill for that. Ugh. And everybody, like, I can't go into a shop if I'm not wearing a mask. They'll, they will throw me out. So we, we, we are allowed to assemble until um, up to 10 people. We're allowed to go to restaurants. Mm -hmm. We're allowed to do everything. But, um, yeah, everybody wears a mask. You don't wear a mask when you sit at your table in the restaurant, but you have to wear a mask when you get up from the table to, to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to wear a mask outside, but as soon as you enter someplace, mm -hmm. you have to. And nobody, I've yeah. seen, I haven't seen anybody without a mask where they should be wearing a mask. This just doesn't happen. Well, okay, so it's, this it's, was a couple of weeks Because these are, these are the regulations. Mm -hmm. this, this, was the, this was the announcement. These were the regulations and people just follow, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, it's been politicized here, so we got a lot of people that just refuse yeah. to do it. Um, but I will say this. I will say this. I went to go grocery shopping the other day, and mo almost everybody is wearing a mask now. Mm. They're, they're taking it a little bit more seriously. They realize it can happen to them. They've closed down restaurants and bars. Apparently bars are a big one. Um, they closed down mm. the gym. They closed down the gym. They closed down... Um, um, yeah, so... But so... But it, it looks like you have a problem with regulations, right? As soon as people tell you, you have to do this. Oh, people lose their minds. There's, there's a big you know, chunk of the population that, say, that will say, no, I don't have to do anything. You yeah. know? And this goes a little bit against you know, being a society because we are all interdependent. Like, yeah. like you, can't, you don't live in a cave on the mountain, right? Like you depend on the electricity grid, on the internet. I don't live in a, I don't live in on, a cave on, on a mountain yet, but. Yeah, but, but there are people it. who have this, this idea that are completely independent and they don't realize that they wouldn't have like water if they, if they didn't live in a society, right? Yeah. Like they wouldn't have the most, pay, like they tweet about liberty and freedom and they tweet about it on an iPhone, like mm. in the, on the internet. Um, using power <laughs> like it's it's so bizarre to me that that they don't realize how dependent they are on the whole you know civilization thing yeah. um well it's, i it's think it, yeah i think just common sense courtesy just like hey you know it's so funny because I, I get into conversations with people and i have people i just posted this on facebook but i said you have to understand that when you talk to somebody else of a different that has come to a different conclusion about politics or religion you should check to see if you have the same values 
Mm. Right. First of all, sometimes you might, some people value some things more than others. So for me, you'd think because I was bullied a lot, I would Mm. really value my personal freedom. And I had a rebellious stage, but think about people's personal experiences. My personal experience growing up was that everybody did what they thought they wanted to do. And it was a shit show. My dad drank, Mm -hmm. he was suicidal. He didn't take consideration into the, his responsibilities, um, emotionally and stuff. My mom, to some extent was that way. Um, much everybody's, you know, dad's dead, but like everybody's gross. Everybody's so much better now, but like, uh, I saw the chaos of people not cooperating and not working together. Mm -hmm. So that tends to have pushed me towards more, um, wanting to, to have people, um, but you know, I see how it gets abused too. But what's funny is that like, they're, they're finally coming around. It's, you know, there's a guy, I think I told you about this. There's a guy at work that, you know, is telling me about the conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, the one who mm-hmm. said about the German uh, But guess what? These women. Guys, yes. But here's the thing. You know, I went in to go get tested. He saw me and he was like, oh man, I hope you don't have the bad one. He says, we had this. He said, we didn't even know what it was. We had it in January. He's really, he's just, it hasn't affected his humanity person to person. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so that is always really interesting to me. That's always really um, uh, encouraging. Yeah, to me. you know the thing is, they when when you like my parents are like that, right? They mm-hmm. will rant about um, they they are rather conservative. I'd say mm-hmm. they would rant would rant about uh, Middle Eastern immigrants, which mm-hmm. is there are many of of, of those um, in Greece. But mm-hmm. then, you know, they will when when the enemy, let's put it in quotes, ha- doesn't have a face. It's uh-huh. so easy for them to to rant yeah. against the enemy, but when they meet a person, they help them. Yeah, which to yeah. me is a little bit strange, yeah. right? Like this, these are the same people you were ranting about. I think it's I think it's just natural. I think you I think once you recognize another person's humanity, and you know this comes around to what, what we're what we're ostensibly talking about, which is fiction. That's what fiction's for. It's for helping us see what's human about the other person we get to have all these different experiences and um to some extent when you write a story it's got to be relatable enough one mm-hmm. of the funny things is that i talk to people i got a friend of mine um in the game lit, lit rpg community and he's writing his first one and his i'm so excited to read this because i can't wait to see how he did it um he's a great guy too he's helped me out too I, you remember i was telling you about doing that paranormal um that paranormal mystery Oh my uh, God! Uh, yeah, <laughs> so many ideas. Yeah, about somebody who's going to be a um, who's somebody who's a um, funeral director. Mm. You know, um, he is. That's what his, his job is, and so he gave me so much information about that. Kind guy. He does so much to help out the community. He's a great. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's writing a story where the main character is a spider monster, <laughs> like a spider monster, and I'm like, I can't wait to see what he does because that's that's something that people struggle with. You know, people joke about mm. how on Star Trek, um, it's just humans with different face gook yes. on them right yeah. mm-hmm. because we have a hard time truly understanding i mean one of the only ones and i i know a lot of people don't like this guy because of his political views but um ender's game kind of addressed that a little bit with with the um i can't remember called but the enemy the totally different nature of the alien hmm. enemy and their intelligence that they did not understand us and we did not understand them and um so i'll be interested to see how he does that how he hmm. tackles uh making a completely non-human mm. not even non-mammalian you know non-mammalian mm. creature mm. empathetic it'll be really kind of cool interesting mm. but it's something we, but it's something that fiction is great for is helping us uh recognize i gotta tell you i've been 
much more easily triggered, of course, because of all this stuff, because I'm dealing with COVID and blah, 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 blah. And it, there have been some issues. But on the other hand, some of my conservative friends that I talk to, I've had some pretty interesting conversations with them, too. You know, there's a, a um, we don't have to agree on all the specifics, but, but it is helpful at least to know that we value the same things, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that is helpful. So, mm. but yeah, that's the big news for me is that I probably will not be going, um, not for a while. Um, one of my main editing clients has um, told me that he can give me all of his work as long as I can Yay. do it. My well, my <laughs> biggest issue is going to be struggling to to keep up with how much this this uh, gentleman writes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but he's one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite to work with, and he writes such. Uh, it's so funny. I, I didn't realize that his um, his book had been reviewed by one of the major reviewers in Gamelet, and I went to go. It was like four months ago, and I went back and checked on it, and it was so good to hear. That it got a, a, for 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 uh, uh, Ramon who does um, um, he's pretty pretty hard on uh, on the books in the genre you know he's 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 a pretty good gatekeeper he gave it a seven point five and that that seven point five is hard to get you know if you get mm-hmm. an eight if you get an eight from Ramon you have done an outstanding job I don't know how many nines he's given and I'm mm-hmm. almost a hundred percent positive he's never given a ten. <laughs> So I was so excited because I was like, oh, man, it's a huge book, you know, huge, huge book. Um, so that's what I'm working on. I'm working on, yeah. I'm working on my gamelet. I'm working on my gamelet idea, like I told you about, you know, a little bit about that. And yeah. then um, my editing and stuff. And hopefully I can get through the next couple of months without having to go back into. I mean, I don't even know if the jobs are going to be available. I talked to my recruiter last time I talked to him. He said he's telling everybody to extend because nobody's hiring. And and the few jobs that come up, there people are super super competitive for it. You have a lot of. Yeah. Um, for a while, there was a big demand on ER nurses. Hmm. And then they didn't need ER nurses when the COVID thing passed. And then ER nurses hmm. trying to find jobs can't. Yeah, they ended up working in ICU. Passed? How did it pass? <clears throat> well, we had that little lull. For a while there, we weren't getting very many COVIDs at all. For oh. I would say starting in um, right around Memorial Day. We mm. stopped getting, it, we started dropping just like everybody else did because we, we were doing the right stuff. Mm. And hopefully people don't take this as a political, I don't want this to be a political podcast at all. This is not what I want. But we started doing the stuff that everybody else was doing. Cases were going down. Um, nobody was wearing the mask. Mm. People were gathering. People were going to, um, you know, and then they thought that, uh, they thought that the weather would help kill it, but the problem is the weather, especially where I'm at, where it's really, really hot. I mean, mm. it's it's 110, 115 degrees sometimes. Um, inside with circulating air, so a lot oh, of people inside, yeah. and oh, it's push, yeah. it's pushing mm-hmm. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so so it's kind of funny, you know. I didn't think I'd be able to jump off yet, and I might not be able to. I might still have to go back to it. I might, but but I don't know if the job's going to be available. So I'm kind of buckling down and trying to, you know, I've been saving yes. money. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the other thing too. It's, People don't realize that when I call out, like they, I don't get paid. Like, so I, I didn't mm-hmm. go in. I lost like six hundred bucks. Like, they, I mm-hmm. don't get paid when I don't work. I don't have any mm-hmm. PTO because I'm a contract worker. And so, um, yeah, I'm just saving money. Um, the, talked to my parents. They said, you know, uh, we're not gonna let you be homeless. I was gonna stay there for August anyway because mm-hmm. I needed a break. Uh, I was going to stay somewhere between mm-hmm. friends and hanging out there and stuff. And so it's very possible I might be able to launch. Uh, I'll be working harder uh, as an editor and a writer than I than even I was having as a nurse, but at least I'll be on day schedule and I'll be um, sane and I'll be able to like, um, yeah, 
should be able to Do pick up you... pick up my pace too. Like my editing pace can go up a lot more than it does right now. Right now I'm very as any editor should be, I'm extremely persnickety about things. So mm-hmm. but my pace can go up a little bit and, and I should be able to keep afloat. And you I mean if you of don't course, have a full time job. Yeah. <laughs> And you're coming out of academia. You're looking. At oh the yeah, kind of thing. that's got, like I haven't worked. Yeah, obviously when when um, when everything shut down, it was March, and I had two kids at home, and one of my kids has a really hard time with school and homework, which made it impossible for me to work at all. Not that I wanted to, because th- this job has been dead for me for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I was a little bit stressed because I still had or have to you know, finish up some stuff, document some code, uh, clean up, and maybe I'll do it, or maybe I won't, but it was very, you know, uh, like it, I, it, it finished without, you know, the bang that you expect at the end, you know, you expect to, to go there and, and bring cake for your colleagues, and everything was empty and there was no cake, and I had coffee with one colleague, and you know, I didn't. I gave in my card. I didn't even turn in my computer because nobody was there. I just left everything on the desk. <laughs> like, it was very anticlimactic. Huh? Very anticlimactic, really. I just went. I was there. Everything, like everything, was empty. You know, I said bye to one person and I left. And it was like, is this even over? Like you don't feel like you're getting the closure you need. But yeah. I, I, I don't even need the clothes. Really. I've been at home for so long. And, you know, I had I had my breakdown, which I don't know how many people know about. So I think most people um, that know you or have been listening, we, we talked. Have we really yeah. talked about it in the podcast? No, because, because we, we were we going to. The, and then, yeah, we threw that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's yeah. just a emotional dysregulation, baby. I tell you, it's not. Um, yeah, it's, that's yeah. fine. That's why I, I have to learn how to behave. That's that's OK. Well, no, me too. Yeah. Well, we both, both of us. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm doing better. You're also doing better. My hope is that, um, oh God, compared to where I was, like when we first met or like, mm. um, I think I've made some, some pretty big strides. Um, I've made some huge strides. You have. And, you and have, you, for sure. You helped a lot, you know, yeah. you know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I was walking, okay, um, we were, when was it? I think it was yesterday even. We were... Um, we were, you know, walking towards a lake with Tyler, and uh-huh. there was like it was it was like um, it was it, it was in a village, and uh, we just wanted to go to the water and you know dip our feet in, and it was a deserted little you know dirt road, and there was some kind of maybe I don't know um, how do you call say laga in in English like. Like they, they stored, they stored um, the place where they store um, maybe beer or whatever. I don't know. It looked like a place where, where like a huge storage place, right? And it it looked like it was open, and there was the guy who was probably you know the the, the, the owner of the place, and you know he looked at us as we were <laughs> walking, and he shouted "gorgeous" because he he, he saw that he, he heard that we were speaking English, right? We weren't speaking German, and he said "gorgeous," and at I looked at Tyler and I was like, does he mean you or me? <laughs> like, and I thought like, okay, this, this was an older guy. Like he probably meant me. Like I, I could Aww. conceivably believe that he meant me or, or us, you know, or I was like, mm, okay, I can believe that, which is huge progress for me because I've always yeah. believed I'm, I'm hideous. And um, yeah, so, so I, I that was nice. 
<laughs> but it was also funny, you know, you're just, you know, walking along a, a, a dirt road and some of these shouts, gorgeous, you know, in Germany, it's, it's, that's it's unusual, weird. right? Yeah, yeah, it's, and I know, I don't know, I don't know, it's not the cat calling you would expect in German, but she didn't know many words probably in English or something like that. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But in a weird way, maybe kind of validating too, right? Yeah. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who he meant. I mean, maybe he meant Tyler. I, I, it's uh, like, it's more not. likely, in my opinion. But no, no, no. You know, if you compare the, the degree of gorgeousness. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was fun. Yeah, it was one of those moments where I, I actually conceivably, I thought that, that it was conceivable that he might have meant me. So, yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm doing it. Yeah. Have you read uh, many more of the, uh, our last episode, we talked about the anthology. We did that interview with them. Um, no, I didn't. Fine. I didn't get it. I yet. have, I have been right. I've been reading it um, slowly. Yeah. I've read the first two stories. Obviously, oh. I know your story and I know my story. The mm. first story is, a, it's amazing. I feel really, mm. really kind of honored to be on this anthology because I mm -hmm. really liked it. You know, I mean, you, you know me, I'm an, I'm an editor. The editor in me can always nitpick little stupid things. But, um, yeah. but the, the actual storytelling, it's very, you know, when we talked about literary, it was really... Mm. Mm. Oh, oh, it leaves you with a little bit of an, the first, the first one really left me with a real ache. And mm. then the second one was, um, is Zeb and Zeb's is extremely, um, um, postmodern in the coolest little way. It's just like all, it's all about, um, you just see all of these connections. Uh, mm. uh, it's really, I really liked it. So I'm going to keep reading it obviously. Um, but I've I, have, at least I wanted to order paperbacks to 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 yeah. give them to people, and I'm just waiting until I'm sure I have money at the end of the month. Yeah. To order some I ordered paperbacks. Yeah. I should order some paperbacks too. I ordered the ebook. Um, yeah. If you talk to if you talk to Ryan, I bet you Ryan. I don't know if he knows this or not, but Ryan can actually get. Um, you can get copies at cost from Amazon when they build books for you. It's funny oh, how many people know. didn't know that. Yeah, um, my friend uh, Josh. Josh mm -hmm. is so funny. Josh and I. I or I bought a paper. You know when, the first time Josh and I collaborated on 8-Bit uh, Bastards, um, I ordered a book and then I said, oh, by the way, you know, I said, I'd like one signed from you. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, he says, I, you know, I said, you know, you can order them at cost. He's like, no, no, I'm pretty sure you can't. And then it was a couple hours later, he goes like, well, I'll be damned. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's so funny because he's got more, yeah. he's got more experience than I do with um, mm. publishing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to get the experience too because I'm republishing well, and actually, oh, and wait. publishing the rest now oh, very soon uh, with KDP. I think I'm, I'm gonna oh, do it. So. I can't wait. I think your book is just. And the well, next, and the next book. is coming out. Chet. I'm gonna do this in the next mm -hmm. two months. Natural, uh, natural and Switch are going to come out. Yes. And I have a photographer who's going to yes. take photos for the cover. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a, a better. You know, I mean, I mean, mm -hmm. the last time I, I published, I mean, a natural was just. You know, <laughs> me you had just to get it out there. throwing something into the wild, you know, without any proper mm -hmm. <laughs> work done. <laughs> it was still okay. I mean, nobody yeah. was. Um, I mean, I even had people asking me who did my cover. I was like, uh, my iPhone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, that was that was funny. Yeah. 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 But I'm I'm also busy, even though the the academia stuff has uh, almost finished. You know barring the possibility of um, finishing up the, those things I was telling you about. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm busy. I find myself busy. Even still. though you're not going into a nine to five, huh? 
No, I mean, it's still difficult for me to, to do stuff. And now I'm learning the violin as well, which is very much fun. <laughs> and I'm reading and I have the kids at home and, you know, life. Life is busy. But I still find myself do, doing many writerly stuff. Like I have an edit now and yeah. um, there are the those um, short stories that I... You know, the, those commission sto short stories that I have to write. Sometimes. Oh, that's right. That's right. Those are amazing. Yeah. I should. I should uh... You don't know. I haven't read them. Yeah, <laughs> How do you no. know they're amazing? Because you because you I've read. And I'm not I allowed think, to say what they are. <laughs> right. Right. I think I saw if I remember correctly, I went to the website and read a sample or saw ah, something. OK. OK. Okay, good. So at least I they are no, I, I, I find, yeah, anyway, I, I can't say, I can't talk about that. So True <laughs> we can't, erotica, though. We can't mention the website. I have a... True erotica, yeah. though. Yeah. I, you can probably say that, yeah. I mean, it's not going to be very uh, obvious. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's erotic stuff. Very so, erotic. So what else do I have? Yeah, yeah, I, I have some, some stuff. I'm excited for you uh, re-releasing natural i yeah. think i think kdp is going to help and i think getting in front of more people will really help um yeah and then with switch, uh, switch i can't wait to read that i've read passages of it and I, I liked it and i read passages of um the one after that too yeah mm -hmm. and there's the prequel that i'm i started to write before i got sidetracked into the thing that you know that i'm writing now that for reasons you know i can't really say <laughs> <laughs> it's a memoir it's a memoir I just can't say too much about it because... Um, oh my goodness, we haven't really talked about um, the fact that... Maybe I did when we talked to Ryan, but I have delved mm. into plotting. Yeah, and, oh my God. Chat and, and plotting. <laughs> yeah, so I used to be very anti-plotting and now I have... Why were you, know, you anti-plotting? Plotting is good. Like I plot in my head. I don't I don't uh, put it on uh, paper, but... Uh, oh, well, all the same reasons that... Um, that that you will hear that it that I'm afraid that it'll make my characters unnatural and because I think we've all read um, some pulp novels where they're formulaic mm. and the characters are frog marched through activities that don't seem either the characters aren't very well developed and so then they can be put in any situation or um, the characters are developed but they're put in a position where like they wouldn't do that that's not the way a person would act yeah so they i mean my plotting it. is a little bit more basic right you're doing mm -hmm. some very deep plotting and my plotting is mm -hmm. more basic but i need to know you know mm -hmm. i need to know where things are going and i need to foreshadow stuff and i need to have a character who will conceivably go in the direction that the whole story is going right so i i, I couldn't pants it because mm -hmm. it's very you know it's it's we're talking about, you know, com the complex um, evolution of emotions and, and relationships. So, yeah, this is why I plot in my head. But you are doing something much more detailed, I'm, right? I'm actually plotting out chapter by chapter, yeah. Mm. And things are changing ever so slightly. But I got to tell you, I wrote... And this is coming from me not writing at all. And this is not going to mean anything to anybody that, like, really writes a lot. But, like, I wrote 1,650 words in the course of, like... Two hours and it just flowed right out of me because I knew I where could this... never do that. I can't write more than oh. a thousand words. Oh, in two wow. Hours. That's yeah, not possible for me. No, it just like, it just, it just, I knew where I was going. Yeah. So, what the opposite of what I thought was ha would happen has happened. Mm. And that is that, like, in that, since I know that I have a limit, mm. so think of it this way it's kind of like the difference between having to paint without a line drawing, right? 
you have to spend a lot more time making sure you get the form correct. Mm-hmm. Now that I have the form and I know where the chapter's going, I can spend a lot more time on getting the language, the shading, the efficiency, the pacing, the dialogue. I can really yeah. nail it down mm-hmm. in such a way that I, with a lot more confidence, knowing where I'm supposed to end up yeah. for each chapter. Before I did kind of like what you did and what I hear a lot of people say, where it's like, well, I got three or four major things that I know need to happen and I'm going to have them happen and we'll see how the characters get there. I kind of write down, you know, scenes and chapters. Um, yeah. But it's not very, like, I, you know, it's not very organized. But, you know, in my current um, work, um, the prequel, I actually have like five pages of you know chapters this happens now and this happens yeah. next and this happens i mean it, it's not very strict right like i will always uh-huh. add or subtract something but it's actually like chapter by chapter plotting to an extent but cool. i'm a little bit erratic i'm doing it in a, in a rather erratic way so i don't know if it counts yeah <laughs> just you know think about stuff and jot them down and then think about the next thing and, and at some point i have like five pages of, of you know a novel and there are a lot of people that do that they'll write they'll write a little bit and then they'll plot the next three or four chapters and then they'll write those, and then while they're doing that, it's evolving, and they'll write the next. Not even that. Of I write like completely. I I know the ending, mm-hmm. and I know the steps, and I fill I fill out my notes, but like now I've written ten thousand words, and my notes are five pages. So like the notes are the whole lo- novel, right? Like this. Mm-hmm. If you. I mean, it, it's not like a couple of chapters. Is is the ho- the rest like the whole rest of the thing? Uh, yeah. But this happens in a very erratic way because I will go out for a walk and then I will think, oh, you know, at that point when, when that mm-hmm. happens, um, this could indicate that and he could say that and she could answer the other thing. And then this will point to the next you know, chapter in which that happens and this will foreshadow. So I, then I, I go back home and I just write it down and, and this happens until I have a whole, you know, story. But yeah, it's, I'm not very organized. It's like interesting I don't... you say that because mm-hmm. I used to be, I used to agonize and it would be a week or two before I'd go to the page to write because I'd just be struggling with um, a plot problem or a way to proceed. And I'd be struggling in a very not concentrated mm-hmm. way. Whereas now when I'm plotting, I'll get to, I'll get to a spot like that and I'll go, okay, what now? And it takes me an hour yeah. or two to work it through before, instead of taking a week or two. And then as soon as I get it out, just even if it's not, even if it's just provisional, it gives me a place to start. Sometimes I'll get on the page and then when I get to the page, I'm like, oh, this is better. Boom. And I just go. Mm. But at least it gives me the confidence to go to the page and go, because otherwise I go and I go, oh, okay, what now? And a perfect example, you know, we talked about this with AC, but a perfect example, you know, you look at Vincent Hugan and um, I, I originally had seven points of view in that. Mm. book now i already have five now i've cut them down but that happened because i just instinctively moved to the next i'm like oh we should go to this person now oh we should go to this person now and um i'm lucky it turned out as good as it did but Mm. um but i gotta tell you knowing where i need to end it just really helps me um focus on coloring within those lines in a way that is pretty exciting for me. I'm used to having to do it, like build the scaffolding as I'm building the building. And it's really yeah, nice I to have the scaffolding. Yeah, I can't do that. I, I need to know. Yeah. I mean, I have, I mean, it's not like that I need to know. It's just that the story merges like that. So yeah. I, I can't do it another way. Yeah. 
But so you know, yeah, I, I don't agonize about anything because I don't write when I don't want to write. So I have very, <laughs> you know, f free way of um, expressing myself via writing. I just write what I want to write when the idea comes and then when if it doesn't come, I just don't. So I have this, this prequel that is plotted, but I haven't written... You have such good in, instincts. In, yeah. In two months. So I'm writing oh, the, the no. memoir now. So like, I just, it's, it's fine. It's going to be written. I, I don't, I don't doubt it's going to be written in its, in its own time. And you are not relying on publishing income for. Well, for no, I mean, I, it's, I'm lucky because I have a husband who, who earns, um, a, mm -hmm. has a good salary. Mm -hmm. Despite and COVID. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's better now. They they went up to seventy percent. They were at fifty percent. Now they went up to seventy percent. I'm really excited to be in the situation you're in, um, because as it is right now with working, sometimes it takes me two or three days before I can get my sleep, and my mm. energy level to the point where I feel like I can tackle yeah. writing or editing. Right. You have um, to sleep like nights. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the most important. Yeah. And so I'm really excited about getting out of night nursing and having yeah. that time off and being able to just get in front of the computer. I get up, mm. I write. And it was happening. You know, I had like three, four days in a row. By the second day, I'd get up, I'd start with a little bit of editing with uh, Ember stuff or a little bit of editing. I was courting another client too, and, and um, he's gonna he's gonna take me on um, for his for his second book. But um, I was giving I was giving him kind of like a sample, and it was mm. it's funny because I was doing it. He said, "We can you beta read?" I said, "Well." I, Here's the thing, because I, I would help him out either way, right? Like I wasn't even mm -hmm. really looking for, but I said, uh, but the thing is, I know me and I'm not going to be able to not do some detailed yeah. like, line stuff. He oh, said, yeah. well, he, and he said, well, I, I do was that hoping... too. Yeah. <laughs> I do that too. Yeah. Right. You do your proofreading and you're like, I can't limit myself just to proofreading. It's, it's an act of yeah, willpower. Some, I, I, I give some, some, you know, co mm -hmm. editing um, advice, let's say. I don't do edits when I proofread, but I, some things you, I have to just point out, you know, just the, the most important so, ones. <laughs> so I did that. Um, I, 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 yeah. uh, I was doing that and I was just going right, right, right doing it. But it was, what's funny was this was a beta document that had other, other people on it. And some of them were writers in the genre. And I remember mm. at some point I said, oh, because one of them commented somewhere and I said, oh, shit, I just realized I'm editing you in public and other people are, are can see what I'm doing and criticize. And I was really lucky because mm -hmm. one of the writers in the community said, criticize, what are you talking about? I'm learning stuff, just watching how this works, yeah. like how you do this and all that. Oh, so you make it more clients now, that's good. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. But I'm really excited because it's always fun, just like with JT, it's always fun to be able to work with somebody that you've known for a little while and have kind of wanted to work with, you know? Mm. Um, that's always fun when, when somebody that you respect chooses you. Mm. It's not mm. completely cold. It's not completely out of the blue. It's always kind of fun. But getting into that cycle where I'd get up, I do a little bit of editing, I, you know, have a snack, mm. come back. Okay, let's do some I writing. mean, you don't have kids. It's going to be awesome. You're going to be able to do it all the time. That's that's the dream. Well, that will be, here will be the problem, though. Here will be the problem. The problem will probably be trying to figure out when I will feel safe and okay letting myself take a break. Like letting well, myself. You, you can ask me. Yeah, I will, I will tell you. I'll be around my family and that'll help. Mm. You know, there'll be like a dinner time or my mom might want to go for a walk or Brian might need help with something around the house or something. Yes, and, uh, yes, that'll help. yes. And I will uh, tell you, I will tell you, chat, you know, are you tired? Have you eaten? Uh, how much did you sleep? Stop now. I will, I will be very I think it's funny. Harsh. I think it's funny because when we first met, you said, Chet, I seriously think you're trying to break yourself. What are you doing? Yes, I, I still think so. It's and like then, you haven't, you haven't stopped. <laughs> 
But, but oh no, I've I've slowed down a little bit. But like, what's funny a is a little bit, yeah, a you, little bit. <laughs> you were in the situation where you actually did break. You were. I did break same, myself. <laughs> yes. You didn't have somebody. You didn't have somebody there saying, "Okay." You need I did to, actually. <laughs> you did. It's yeah. Dimitra. It's my friend Dimitra. She That's was like, right. she was like, I saw this coming weeks ago, yeah. and you know, she she told me yeah. before I uh, this happened. Yeah. Um, you know, I need you need to take. I think you need to take antidepressants. And I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? I'm not depressed. Right. That's how my. That's how I've been too. I've been like, ooh, I'm not depressed, but I might look but into she, it now. She, yeah, and I'm not depressed, but she saw that I was completely hyper. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's funny because um, on that day when when the, when I had my breakdown in the evening, um, I was going to drive somewhere and pick up Tyler and go on an excursion, and then like, I completely forgot how to drive there even though I, I know my way around here. And I drove into Munich instead of, you know, changing to the other autobahn. And then I was looking at my cell phone, right? I was looking at Google Maps and I was like, ah, oh, why am I not where the route is, you know, on, on Google Maps? And, you know, I, I, I looked at my dot and I looked at the route and they were diverging. And for 20 minutes, I don't know what I thought. Like my brain wasn't working. I was like, maybe Google is wrong or like I just I just wouldn't register register this message on the map that I was not on my route it, I was at that point on that day right and then okay I, I drove into Munich then I drove out then like it was incredible like I had the feeling all the time that I would just lose control of the car you know my, I was mm-hmm. I don't know it was, it was very strange I was completely hyper you know and mm-hmm. um yeah, it came to to a point on that evening, but um, that was very weird. That was, and and I was asking Tyler, you know, um, like the way I was driving, was it, weren't you scared? You know, <laughs> like it, I was driving like like a person who who doesn't have things under control, right? Yeah, but yeah, he was. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I was, I, I like if I think of it now, uh, like I'm scared of of how I was driving back then. It was, I just, I just didn't have my feelings or my reactions under control at all. That's weird. Is that the only friend that you had? Because I regret the fact that I wasn't able to, but it was for me, I had a hard time kind of grasping it just how much. First of all, what I do you don't mean? understand. You mean Vimitra? If, if yeah. She's the... mm-hmm. Yeah, she was, she was the was only there. one. She, she's very perceptive though. Like she can tell you what's wrong with you before you know it. Mm-hmm. And she's the only person I know who can do that. I'm glad that she was there, but... I feel kind of bad that I didn't see just exactly how how. I mean, you have your own issues, right? And you were mm. you were going through a difficult phase mm. yourself back then, and I was going through a very difficult phase. You remember? I, I thought I had all all illnesses in the world. <laughs> you know, I thought that, that that my body was like breaking down. Yeah. And it turned out to be everything was stress related, right? Like every ev- every symptom I had was stress related, even even the muscle pains. Um, yeah. Oh my God. That was such, that was something that I really felt was awesome. That like you haven't been talking about it for a while, but the, the fact that yeah, yeah, I have no thing. muscle pains. It's all gone. It's and you were so 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 so. I mean, that really heavily affected your mental health there for a while. I mean, for three weeks, I thought I was like dying. There was so many right? things wrong with me, like yeah. the pains and the. You know, I was going to doctors. I was having MRIs. Like I couldn't for, for a couple of days. I couldn't walk at all. Like my my my, f- my legs hurt so much that I couldn't walk. It was insane. Like I thought my life was over. Yeah, and that's the and, thing. You're dealing with your own mortality, dealing with the 
a certain amount of dissatisfaction in your life, dealing with the COVID stress everybody's dealing with. Yeah, and Although my kids. Although I would much I rather be in Germany yeah. right now than in than. Oh in, my God, uh, and Arizona. and I'm in Germany, right? We didn't we didn't really have serious problems. Like at the worst, we had forty percent, uh, um, you know, intensive care Capacity. ventilator beds free. Mm-hmm. And that Texas. was at the worst. I think there are like ten hospitals. I don't remember what it is. How many? I, I just saw the thing, but I don't remember the details. But I think it might be ten hospitals already in in, in the Texas area are completely overwhelmed. Like. And I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I'm lucky I live in a more remote area. I don't live in Mm. Phoenix. I don't live in the big population density areas. But um, it's coming. And um, I just wanted, like, once this contract's done, I would be so upset if, like, I've been trying to get out of nursing for the last six to ten years. Mm. And I end up getting killed in the last four weeks. See, the thing is with you I'm happy that this happened because you get out now because yeah. you always say oh and one more one more <laughs> one more so I was like yes this this is good for Chet because now he's just he's just going to have to get out you know they're like this is the external circumstances will just force him to not take one more contract and it will just force you to, to do the thing you want to do yeah and this is the positive in the situation right yeah, uh, it might be. Like I said, I, I had a post on my Facebook group where I said, you know, I, I knew that I was coming to this cliff. I just didn't know I'd be jumping off it right yet. And you yeah, know, but I'm... you needed that. You needed mm-hmm. that. I, I'm I'm sure you did. And yeah. it's time. It's time. Just don't think about it. It's time. Yeah. The time yeah. has come. I'm really excited about this story. Um, uh, for Which one? for the the gamelet novel. Ah. Um, I'm I'm I'm, I think there's more commercial potential there. I'm a little yeah. bit worried in that I need to get the game involved. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing with this genre. Is that it's mm-hmm. the game is everything. The, mm-hmm. It's what the, it's the thing that this genre provides that the other genres don't. Mm-hmm. And um, I've got to get him into the acquisition of skills and boosts and motivation mm-hmm. and progress and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I find myself writing these chapters and going, "Oh my god, this is like." Just all by itself, I'm like, this is a really cool scene outside of, like, being in Gamelet. It's really kind of interesting. I think that I'm lucky in that I think that every time I write something new, I think this is probably my best work. Yeah, so far. because you're improving and you yeah. write very cleanly. Yeah, yeah, that would surprise you... me when I sent that to you and you said, "Oh my God, I don't even know what I would edit. Like, there's very little edit here." Yeah, I'm also it's very like, oh. rather a rather lenient editor, yeah. right? I'm not like yeah, yeah. you. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right. Well, you know, people pay me for it. That's why. That's uh, you know, they want me to be super meticulous. I I'm starting to let, um, I'm starting to let a little bit less. Like I'm not I'm not being quite as um, um, crazy about some certain things with mm-hmm. uh, with um, line and style that like mm. maybe before I would have been like I'm going to cut this just because this isn't the way I would do it so I'm getting I'm getting a little bit more lenient with some things as I see um, the relative effect it has on the work and on ratings mm-hmm. and on selling and stuff like that I'm like okay I get I, I don't have to um, let's focus on this bigger problem let's, let's focus on the fact that you've started the sentence, you've started dialogue the same way four times in a row. Or yeah, mm-hmm. let's focus mm-hmm. on the, you know, that's something I'm finding in my own work too. It's like so funny because it's so mm-hmm. funny to see my own thing. I'm like, oh my God. And I see why it happens. And I know, I already knew why it happens, but it's so funny mm-hmm. when I'll repeat the same word in two sentences. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, and dude, then you... and I will come and say, Chad, <laughs> repetition. Yeah, yeah, you've I'm like it. hypersensitive to that. Like I have to stop myself from pointing it out when I correct manuscripts because I know I'm doing it too much. Like I will not repeat the same se- word in two consecutive sentences normally, even though I have done it sometimes, right? But yeah. Do you remember that? Do yeah, you remember but, that uh, article I sent you about that guy that um that uh, Yeah, it, he had he, he had some more advanced techniques, right? He wouldn't oof. alliterate, he wouldn't um yeah. use ING words. I I kind of do that. I don't use ING words either, but yeah. He does it, but like, he did that no, thing I, where I like he wouldn't I, say popular he wouldn't use an I T Y. He wouldn't use a, the same suffix twice in a sentence or the same prefix yeah, exactly. twice in a sentence. Yeah, yeah. You you can you can go crazy with that, right? Uh-huh. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So much fun to watch. I said, I, I posted that on Twitter and I posted that on Facebook and I said, mm. the editor in me loves this and the author in me is terrified by this. <laughs> oh, really? I don't know. Because I kind of, I kind of do it instinctively. Like I, com- mm-hmm. I completely, like if I s- see things that look like each other, mm-hmm. I remove them from my writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though I, I've, I've seen, for example, when I was editing in Natural, I, I saw some things that I was like, <gasps> you know, why did I do that? Like, how did I do that? It's, it's how did it pass my through my, you know, 40 edits. <laughs> and this is something but, we talked yeah. about, right? Where we've got some mm. authors that swear they can edit and then you read the work and you're like, you yeah, I don't, should not I don't, be so confident. Yeah, I don't swear I can edit, but like, Yourself, I know I, I mean. can, like, yeah, exactly. I don't swear I can edit myself, myself, but I know mm. I can do it. I can make it be good enough, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it would be good enough for most people. So that's like, I'm thinking that's okay. But I that's guess. the best though, because then when you bring it to an editor, they yeah. bring out that last five or 10% you can't see. Mm. Um, something my, one of my authors, when we, the one we, uh, AC, we interviewed him and AC, I can tell already AC goes through his work mm. so much before mm. I ever see it. And then mm-hmm. I'm giving it so it's so great to be part of that because I know I'm just giving him that last little five or 10% of, and it's not a small amount of work. It's, it's, you know, there's, there's, um, there's you still have to pay attention to the mm-hmm. whole manuscript. Like some people think that yeah. a clean manuscript is less work for an editor. Yeah. It's not that much less work because it's you still have to go. Th- I mean, it's, you still have to go through the whole thing. I mean, yeah. Yeah. like reading stuff takes time, even if Critically. there's not much to correct. Right. Yeah, but you gotta. So I don't know how most people are, but I when I can't find as much to correct, I'm reading that sentence four times, not twice, because I'm like, yeah. is there really nothing I should fix here? Is there really nothing? And by fix, of course, I don't mean that anything's wrong. What I mean is, that's the difference between line of style and copy. <laughs> yeah, is there some way I can make this just that little bit of shine that that will make this mm. uh, somebody read this and go, oh my gosh, it was so easy to read. It was just it just read itself, you know, it just. Oh, let me let you do something literary. If if I'm doing a, um, I don't know, if I'm doing a copy edit for very little money, I won't do that because you know, my time is valuable. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I suppose for more money, I would. See. Well, for me, it's like yeah. I mean, Mm. it's triage. What what is the most important thing here? Like yeah, like if can I get it? Is it un? Is this nonsensical? And if it's nonsensical, then maybe I can just fix it. If it's sensible, but then maybe there's a little bit of a tweak. Then I'm like, oh, okay. Then I can do that. You know, it really has to do mm. with how much how much time do we have, how much yeah. energy do we have to fix this. Mm. But um, I love it when I have something that is 
really, you know, already publishable to mo- to the to the most extent and the author's just looking for that little bit of extra help me out help me see the little things that i can't see that'll mm-hmm. help me that's nice yeah. help this be slippery you know, help this help the reader swim through this story even more quickly so um yeah. boy i can't wait i can't wait to see what my life looks like when i'm doing that see if it's uh, uh me too because so because nice. here's the thing <laughs> well because for me the, the major story in my life has been you know nursing has truly holding me back in a lot of things, you know, it's holding me back in relationships. It's holding me back in, um, mental health, psychology, stress, all that kind of stuff. Mm. But you know, uh, there's nothing to say that I get into editing and it's like, woof, this is a lot of work. You know, this is really hard too. you know, it's work that I like more, but I feel like my brain is like on a, on holiday now because I don't know. All the work I did before was like, programming of complicated codes and climate codes and mathematics and physics and uh, trying to make unstable stuff stable and try to solve equations and I find actually editing is I mean it's more creative and there's more uncertainty but it's still very well contained right so mm-hmm. it's it's work you do it's over finished it's it's much easier because when you when you start a scientific project you really, truly, honestly don't know if it's going to work. And your livelihood depends on it working or not working because you have to publish. And you start, you write a code, and maybe it never converges. Maybe you never see a result. Maybe you don't understand the result. Maybe there's nothing to understand. Maybe the date is so much so much uncertainty. I mean, it's nice in a way because you can find really weird and cool stuff. But in another way, this absolute, complete uncertainty, like it broke me at, from a point on, right? Whereas with an edit, I have a job, I do the job, it's also a nice job, and it's finished. And that's very, you know, relaxing and, and, and way less stressful. And it also doesn't take as much brain power as, as you know, programming a climate code does, to be, to be very honest. So that's interesting. For me, editing takes a lot of brain power. Um, writing... Well, but try a climate code and you'll tell me. <laughs> oh, I can't even compare it. No, I can't even compare it. I I mean, maybe for you, the one is easier and the other is tougher. I don't know. Um, I doubt it. I just, I, just, I just compare, you know, the things that I've seen. I don't know about other. But climate codes are particularly tricky and difficult and complicated. It's one of the most complicated things that, that exists, right? So it's, it's up there. Is it because there. of all the, all the different factors that can contribute? Oh my god! It's just it's just huge, completely co- complicated codes with nesting within nesting subroutines within subroutines called from everywhere. Huge volume of parameters and tuning stuff, and it's it's just like it's so difficult to get to know a climate code and program something that makes sense in it without ruining everything. Like it's just one a huge huge system, right? And it's you know, in, on the computer, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, tough. it's a difficult job. That's interesting. Cause like for me, nursing is stressful. Mm. The hardest part about nursing is feeling like you're not given the tools to mm. not let people down, knowing that you're responsible for people and your, your, uh, your decisions could have a very bad outcome if you don't. Do yeah. Them right. that, that's, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's because I didn't have that. Right. But as far as actual complex, like, mm. I'm not doing hard math in my head, yeah. you know, I'm not doing, um, I'm not doing the kind of, um, 
meticulous, detailed work. Hmm. To the, to the extent that nursing is detailed, it's detailed in a way that you can easily routine, like turn into a routine, mm. right? You can do it this thing in this in this certain way that you know will give you good results every time. Mm-hmm. San, like, you know, this is how I will prepare my meds. This will make sure mm. that I'm less likely. And every nurse does this differently, but this would be less likely that I'll make a mistake or that I'll draw mm. up the wrong kind or whatever. This is the thing that I have. Um, editing is so different. Something else I'm learning about editing too is that it's it's every client I work with needs something different from me. Mm-hmm. Like they need, I mean, they all need to some extent a very, the, the very basic stuff, but then different authors will have very specific uh, other things that they need that maybe another author won't need, you know, and also different things that they're looking to get out of it. You know, like I said, AC mm. loves it when I cut his words, his word count down by 2000 or 3000 or 4000 words. Mm. He loves that. Um, some people, all I'm doing is I'm battling an uphill battle against um, dangling modifiers. Oh, misplaced, yeah. misplaced, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I'm battling against um, sentence fragments. My my pet peeve. Yeah, sometimes they work. Sometimes I like. It. I'm being a little bit more tolerant. That's, that's the thing. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's not. Yeah, it's. I am tolerant. Thing. It's just but, some people yeah. write only with sentence fragments, and it yeah. drives me insane. Yeah. Why do people do that? I don't know. Um, I don't understand. The, um, that's funny. It's like I, I think when you. Once you become a, the, um, somebody, uh, what's her name? Um, her, she's no vile on, um, yeah. mm-hmm. on uh, she posted, she gave me this thing, uh, a pinker talk. And, oh God, if I can remember what it's called, but it's the idea that when you know something, it gets harder. Once you know something, it's really hard for you to conceive of the fact that other people don't know that. Yeah. You, and so, yeah. So when you write, you don't realize, um, just because you can see your scene in your head yeah. doesn't mean that you've written it in a way that you're other, that anybody reading it can see it in their head yeah, or exactly. mm-hmm. that they have all the information you do. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is why you have beta yeah. readers, right? Just we, we live in our stories and um, There's just no way the connections know. might not be clear to somebody else. And this is why we have them. I used to over-explain and now I sometimes to some extent under-explain. Mm. So I've kind of... I've kind of come more to the point where I'm like not putting as much in as uh, as I would have. So I get some I get some clarity issues sometimes where I've got to go. Oh yeah, maybe I should explain just a little bit more about that. Just a yeah. just a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember it now. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. thinking about sorry, complete change of subject. Um, That's okay. I remember it like I was trying to remember all this time what I was doing in April. You know, mm-hmm. when, when I was telling you, I was like completely. I thought I was dying and my body was, you know, shutting down and everything. And I just remember I edited the whole novel while recording like five or six or ten. I don't know how many podcast episodes and editing them mm-hmm. and taking care of the kids and preparing Easter dinners. And like I think of it now and I'm like, how did this like, how did I do that? <laughs> I think I might have been overexerting myself. Maybe just a little bit. It's hard to see when you're in it. It's really hard to see when you're in it, like if you're yeah. if you're doing too much. Yeah. So don't do what I did. Yeah. Don't break yourself. Yeah. Well, one fewer component soon. Yes, but yeah. you know it's still four weeks or how how long? Yeah. So still you still weeks. have time to break yourself if you try really hard. Mm-hmm. So I'd I'd rather you didn't. Yeah, me too. 
I'm not dieting. Yeah. I'm still doing exercising. Yes. In, at diet. home, by the way. At home, but I'm still exercising, but I'm not dieting. I'm doing and, the intermittent um, fasting, and I'm, I'm yeah. very, like... You like it? You like it, huh? I really like it. I yeah. actually, like, today I ate French toast for breakfast and dinner, and I had brownies <laughs> and pasta. So, I like it. <laughs> I you're, like not count- you're not counting your calories, though, are you? I'm not counting my calories, but yeah. I still, I still, I'm still getting leaner. Like, I... Mm-hmm do a little bit of exercise now so because mm. our ballet school opened but mm. we're only allowed like half the time okay. so i do a little bit of it not not as much as i did before but in my state it's better to do a little bit and not too much <laughs> um because yeah i mean i need to get fit slowly right now i shouldn't overstrain myself again yeah and you know i go for walks and stuff i do planks you know, if I get enough free time now, um, we I, we might be able to actually, I might be able to pull together something like that, that idea for the cooperative um, publishing. Yay. The more I learn about it, I'm going to buy that formatting software. And, um, yeah. and I'm unemployed so I can do stuff if you want to. Huh? Yeah. And, um, I have the programming thing going. Like, oh, I'm reading, I'm, out, reading, so. um, I'm reading UL Harper right now. Um, he's mm. another guy in the community and I, I'm loving his voice. And, mm-hmm. and, and I keep running across these people that where I'm just like, boy, I really love and it's it's so hard to get your work out in front of people now. You know? Yeah, it would be really nice if we could if we could band together and get work of a specific kind in front of people where it's not. We could, and you know, yeah. I am I am um, trying to assemble an erotic anthology of you know brainy erotic. Oh, that's right. That's right. So this, I hope, if enough people submit and if I find enough material of the high standard that i would like (laughs) i'm hoping yeah i could start a thing like reliably intelligent erotic fiction you know yeah that could be your genre there's not very much of that out there Mm -hmm. actually there's there's not much of that at all out there i'm trying to tell people you know when they submit a story it's supposed to be dealing with the inner world of the characters, right? Even though it's erotic, mm-hmm. it's not the, you know, necess- I mean, okay, it's not the purely use it to jerk off erotic. It's uh-huh. the, it's the feel the feels, you know, like feel your arousal or your feelings build up and, and approach it in a, in a more cerebral way. Let, let's see if this works out. I'm, I'm interested. I'll have to try to think of a story. Mm. Hopefully. I have not written. I've only written that. Um, well, I've written a few But sections, your but. scene was exactly like that, right? It was like very, it had lots of interiority. It wasn't the, the jerking off kind of sex. Scene. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it was like that. It was a sex scene that, that, that was very serious. And um, it was still a sex scene. But th- this is the kind of thing I'm looking for. So, yeah. Okay. So maybe I just Do need that. to think about a scenario, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you approach it in a very, in a, in a way that was very different, right? The point of the scene was not to show you sex. The point of the scene was to show you something completely different. Feelings, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's funny because, well, it's funny too, because even men who write, who write sex sometimes don't there's things about their own experience that are just implied they just they know about it but they don't think to impart it you know the yeah. idea of 
really caring, like making sure the other person is taken care of is a big part of male sexual expectation. And so mm. it should be somewhere in the scene, not neurotically, but like it should be shown in some way. They're, the person is very aware of the fact that they need to help, that they're, mm. that they're there for the other person. You know? mm. Otherwise, why not just, you know, jerk off? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. So four more weeks and I will jumping off the into the jumping off the cliff and not having really any idea yes. what's next. But luckily I have some money saved up and um, at least some plans and at least this alternative side business that I've been doing already anyway. So mm. I'm excited. Yeah. Good. I'm excited right. for you. And it all feels right. very different to me now because like it feels so natural to me to be doing writerly stuff. It's it's it very strange. Feel like just, yeah. It just feels like this is what I've been doing and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It doesn't feel like I've been a physicist for so long and still it was so easy for me to just glide off this <laughs> road, you know. It was not not a problem. Somehow but, this is somehow this is still more natural than physics than physics. Yeah, I don't know if physics was ever very natural to me. Maybe maybe I'll miss it, maybe not. But, you know, I still have my physics books. I can still play with, with those, so it's fine. <laughs> if I ever want to. I still have all my... I mean, most of my friends are PhD physicists, so I, I, I won't miss the discussions very much. So, yeah. All right. Well, we've got about an hour and eight minutes. We're doing pretty good, right? Mm. We rambled on. That was nice. You definitely did ramble. Yes. Mm. I'm not going to edit this episode too much. Just, just you know, leave us, interrupt each other and, you know, and, and ramble on because we're chatting and maybe somebody wants to listen to that. <laughs> Hopefully I'll let you talk a little bit more this time. Oh, I talked a lot. It's fine. I, I interrupted you lots of times. Good. Good. <laughs> so it's fine. So let's wrap it up. Let's say goodbye. And All right. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, let's see what we talk about next time.